Tonight I'm going to be speaking on the force of righteousness. That's the second part, and we're glad to have you all here as visitors. All our visitors, we're so glad to have you. Um, what you what you immediately realize is you cannot separate righteousness from faith. In fact, the only way you can be righteous before God is by faith. There is no other way to be righteous before God. Once you have done wrong, you cannot undo it. Once you do wrong at any time in your life, you are already unrighteous before God. Just one. Adam sinned just one sin. And he became unrighteous before God. So you cannot undo what you've already done. So you cannot become righteous all, of, all over when you've already done something that's wrong. That's why all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin removes the glory of God from our lives. You cannot obtain righteousness by doing what's right. You've already done what's wrong. You can't take that back. You can tell that with words. Once it comes out of your mouth and the other person has heard it, you can't take it back and pretend like it was never said. It's already gone and he's doing his work, whatever that is. So you cannot become righteous by doing good things. It's not possible for any human being to get righteous by doing good things. Righteousness is just having a right standing with God. Being able to be in God's presence without any sense of guilt or fear. To be in God's presence is an awesome thing. You could lose your life. The, the priests in the Old Testament, they were scared. I mean, they got this curtain and they go in and they have a rope tied to them. Because if they make a mistake in there, you got to pull them out. They'll die. And so they prepare themselves very well before they go in there and they got uh, blood of bulls. And even, even though they've done everything right, they're still trembling as they are going into the holiest of all. Because the blood of bulls cannot make you righteous. Cannot give you a right standing before God where you don't feel any sense of guilt. And you can come with boldness knowing that God will welcome you. That's what Jesus has done for us. Righteousness is a gift. All you have to do is receive the gift of righteousness. Righteousness is just a gift from God. If I'm going to give you a gift, that gift has to be bought, right? You can buy it, and somebody else buys it for you, then you're grateful. That's what's happened. Let's keep it simple. We cannot buy righteousness for ourselves. There's nothing you can do to be right before God. There's nothing you can do. No good works can make you right. You've already done what's wrong. So Jesus bought righteousness for us with his own life. Exchange. He took our sins by doing something. No, he did nothing. He just received our sins. He accepted it on himself. In the same way, you receive his righteousness by doing what? Nothing. Just receive it by faith. 
Just by faith. You receive his righteousness. When Adam sinned, all of a sudden, the first thing that happened to him, his eyes were opened. That's a bad way of somebody's eyes being opened. Because after that, he found himself to be naked. Naked before God. That's not a good way to be in God's presence. So he hid himself. If you read in Revelation chapter 3 verse 17, God was talking to the Laodicean church. The Laodicean church had moved away from God. And God, they were saying, everything is fine with us. But God, Jesus said, you don't realize, even though you're thinking everything is well with you, you're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. You're blind. And the last thing, he said, you're naked. So that's what Adam was feeling after his sin. Wretched. From his former state, wretched. Blind. Poor, naked, and you cannot stand in God's presence in that way. So he ran and hid himself. The number one sign of, of something is not right is when you interfere coming to you know before God, and that's what Adam said. I heard the voice of I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. That's the emotion that comes to you when things are not right between you and God. The people in the Old Testament, they were afraid to be in His presence. But when you become righteous before God, there is no fear. That's what the Bible says. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So when you receive righteousness, you got no fear. We don't have fear, we have love, we have power, we have a sound mind. So that's what happened with Adam. Abraham was made righteous by God. It was accounted to him. If you read in Galatians chapter 3 verse 6, it says, Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Accounted, that's an accounting word, right? An accounting word. Basically, Abraham believed God. What was he believing God about? Believed God that he could have a son in his old age. He wasn't believing God by doing right. He just trusts that what God said was the truth. And for that reason, some righteousness was deposited in his account. So he can draw from his righteousness. You understand what I'm saying? It was accounted unto him for righteousness because he believed God. And Abraham is the father of faith. If you are going to have that righteousness of God, all you have to do is believe him. Just believe him. It could be, you know, I've heard this before. Why is God healing? Maybe you've heard this. Why is God healing people in the third world and we are not seeing a lot of healing in the United States. Have you heard that? Why, do, why is God healing them? And they are pagans and all of that. You know what happened? They come in and they hear the gospel. And they don't have any question. They don't analyze it. 
They said, yeah. And the, the preacher says, God's going to heal you. They said, well, if that's the real God of heaven, yeah, we believe he can heal us. And guess what? Right there, they become righteous before God and righteousness works for them and they're healed. But here, we want to analyze and be sure that this thing is right. Have you healed somebody before? Tell us what happened before. Before we can believe you, show me. You see, so it's like, if I see it, I'll believe it. And so, for us, the doctor always said it. How is God going to enter into my body and heal inside of me? Tell me, explain it to me, preacher. And they don't listen, listen to that. They tell them, God will. And they say, yeah, just do what God said. We're ready to get well. And because of that, as they step out in faith, God gives them an account. Opens an account for them called righteousness. Amen? Because of their faith. And not because of the works. Everything about their idol worship and all the wickedness forgotten right there. And God heals them. And they go home rejoicing. And we go on analyzing. Mm -hmm. But Abraham became righteous before God not because of what he had done. It was credited to him. So he can draw from it. I'm going to show you the force of righteousness. What righteousness can do for us. Because we don't realize this. Righteousness has a lot of benefits in life. I'm beginning to realize I don't have to be sick. Amen? I don't have to be. In, in recent years, I think I've kind of, you know, because of everything, I'm kind of pulling back. But I've said it's long over 10 years now, 11 years, I've said it, there's never going to be one Sunday and we come to church and pastor is at home sick. I never said that much one. It's been 10 years now. 11. I've never, there's never been a Sunday and I'm homesick because I can't be in church. It's never been. It's just the truth. It's never been. In recent times, you know, other things happening, you begin to take your mind because you're not considering. You know what I mean? You're not considering, and so you got all these things. I'm beginning to come to the place, and I don't need that. I don't want to be sick. I don't need anybody selling flowers to me. Yes, I don't want that. I really don't. I don't have time. I got work to do. I got a lot to do. I don't have time to be laying in my back for a few days. And that's not to say that I'm better than anybody. That's to say your righteousness will work for you. Because from the days of John the Baptist until now, that's what I was doing, backing off, not fighting as much. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And you are a part of that kingdom. You are a part of God's righteousness brought down from heaven. You can't tolerate this. Tell the enemy, no. No, you can't do this to me. No, I refuse it. You can't come into this body. This is out of bounds for you. You're not coming into my life because I've given my life to Jesus. I am, Jesus is in the Father and I am in Jesus and Jesus is in me. Jesus can't be sick and I can't be sick. Amen. Amen. Am I going to be tempted with sickness? I will be, but I don't want to receive that temptation. Amen. I don't want to receive it. Doesn't make you anything but a believer. 
just a believer. Jesus said all things are possible to them that believe. He didn't say all things are possible if you are a pastor that believes. Did he say that? All things are possible if you are a real righteous man. Who is a real righteous man? You are the real righteous man and righteous woman. Let your righteousness work for you. We are not putting the force of righteousness in place. We're listening to all of these things that they are saying and all these things happening to us. We're listening and paying attention to those things. But Jesus said, all things are possible if you can only believe. If you can only believe, everything is possible. I'm willing, I've said it here before, I'm willing to accept that I'm struggling with unbelief. Amen? And deal with it. I have ways to deal with it. I pray in tongues for one hour. Amen. And then I start addressing the unbelief. Telling him, you are not welcome here. I don't welcome you. I believe. I believe the scriptures. I read those scriptures and I say them out loud. Especially when I'm alone. So nobody thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) But it works. After a while, your mind begins to accept it. Your mind begins to accept it. And then you can make that resolve. I'm not going with everybody else. Because like I said here, walking with God is not a group race. It's an individual race. God doesn't have any grandson or granddaughter. We are all sons as far as he's concerned. Male and female, all sons. It's only here that we differentiate. God sees everyone as sons. Because in the spirit, there's neither male nor female. The angels don't have sex. They are all sons, as far as God is concerned. So we can really trust God. We can really trust God. There are, righteousness is such a powerful thing. That's what Jesus came to give to us. Nothing more. He came to give us right standing with his father. Because when you get right standing with the Father, you become a son of God. Adam, when he had right standing with, with God, reading look with the genealogy. As he goes down to Adam, Adam who was the son of God. Why? Because he was righteous before God. When he sinned, he became a son of Satan. And Jesus said to the Jews, you are of your father, the devil. How come? Because of sin. No right standing with God. Once you got right standing with God, you become a son. And you become like Jesus. And miracles and uncommon things happen in your life. That's what it is. Because you got right standing with God. Jesus had right standing with his father. He says, I, 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 you know, I've seen the father. I, I know where I'm from. I'm from above. And guess what the scripture says? You are born from above. When the term born again, what that means, the literal term, that the literal meaning of the word born again means born from above. Jesus said, I am from above. And John the Baptist said, he who is from above, from above, is above all. When you are from above, you are above everything. Everything is under your feet. We just need to understand this. And you cannot be tormented in life if you know Christ as your Savior and you begin to fight 
for, for let your righteousness fight for you and refuse to accept everything that everybody is receiving for their life. You are different. You are born from above. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's born of what spirit? The spirit of God. What does that make you? I mean, we're not God, but that, make, that puts you in a different class of human beings with the rest of the world. We just don't accept that. We don't, we don't receive that because of unbelief. And so Satan is harassing us, harassing our children, harassing our marriage, harassing our finances, harassing our bodies, and, and we're just sitting there taking it. We got to fight. We got to fight. There are two kinds of righteousness. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 1 through 4, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. In other words, made righteous before God. Saved from the power of sin. Saved. You know, I got to really open up to you. You know, this is so important. You can conquer any habit. You can conquer any sin. Doesn't mean you can never sin. But that's not part of you anymore. The old is dead. Don't say this is my problem. No, don't claim that problem. You can actually conquer in every sin. Being saved. That's what the Bible says. You can decide I'm not going to hold any bitterness against anybody. You see everything happening. Yes, you can handle that. And still have your peace. With God's help. But you got to do this by faith. Most of the time as I pray, I, read, I, I, I always repeat out loud in my prayer, Romans 6 verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin shall not have dominion over me. And I just let the devil know, I know. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And I'm speaking out the truth so the devil knows I know the truth. Sin shall not have dominion over me. It doesn't mean I can't sin, but when I, if I've done something wrong, I know where that weakness is. So I begin to strengthen that area. Let the weak say, I am strong. So if I recognize a problem, I begin to attack it. I'm telling you, you can have control over my life. I'm free. I'm telling you now, you can do all you can, but I'm telling you, Jesus died on the cross for me. I am righteous before God, and I've got the fruit of righteousness. You can't hold me bound to this thing. I'm coming out. You can't do anything about it. I am going to be free. Because God cannot lie. God himself said that, that sin shall not have dominion over me. That goes with sickness as well. Because Jesus paid the price. He himself took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses and our disease on his own body. So sickness does not control. I don't, care. I don't care how you classify the sickness. Cancer, heart, none of those things can kill me. They can come all over me, but I'll still be alive. Dragging them all everywhere I go. Till they decide this is too much problem. Amen. That's the truth. Not because of physical strength. Amen. But realizing what God accomplished for you. That was God that died on the cross. Think about it. There's one God. I know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but one God. 
it was God that died on the cross so that I can be free. If God died on the cross and he bore my sickness, God was made sick for me. And you're going to put that thing on me and make me suffer through it after God himself bore that for me? No! From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. That doesn't mean I'm going to go look for virus to put in my mouth. Amen. I do what I can and then I trust God. I, after I've done everything that I know, God takes it from there. Because God will always work with what you give to him. They had a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant or ignorant of God's righteousness, so there is God's righteousness and man's righteousness. They were ignorant of God's righteousness or the way to obtain God's righteousness. They were trying to obtain their righteousness. So what's the meaning of this? That says righteousness is very important. To be righteous is very important. The gospel is about God's righteousness and man's righteousness or the righteousness that's of the law. Man's righteousness is of the law. The good things that you do. But the key thing is, notice, Paul is dealing about righteousness. That says righteousness is very important. And righteousness is not what you do. It's what you obtain. What is accounted on your behalf based on faith. That's why you can't separate righteousness from faith. Once you believe God in any area, you increase in righteousness in that area. They were going about seeking to establish their own righteousness and they have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So what do, we, you, do, what do we do? We submit to God's righteousness. How do we submit? By believing. Simple. Not doing good works. Not crying. Not begging. Just receive it by faith because Jesus did it for you. Believing that God accept you and once that happens and you really have you really believe it believe me spiritually your life is going to be transformed no doubt about it immediately things will start happening you wake up the next day and there are certain things you don't like anymore you do them and you feel so miserable you feel so miserable it's not worth going back there that's how this righteousness works because it's delivered into the core of your being into your very spirit that rules your life and so you are not willing to go there anymore and when you go you feel miserable you're looking for a way to confess it and get back to where god placed you amen but you can have dominion over it he says for christ is the end of the of uh, the law for righteousness to everyone who believes in other words christ, you don't have to do keep any law you just have to believe and you receive Christ, the righteousness of God. If you look at verse 6, it says, But the righteousness of faith speaks on this way. So the righteousness, there's a righteousness of God that is also called the righteousness of faith. Do you understand? Righteousness of God and the righteousness of faith, they're the same. There is self-righteousness righteousness born out of the law and then there is the righteousness of god and the righteousness of faith 
And the righteousness of faith speaks. Amen. The righteousness of faith speaks. Every time the righteousness of faith speaks, heaven and nature listen. Every time the righteousness of faith utters a word, both the heavens and nature will respond. When you come into God's presence, this is the force of righteousness. When you come into God's presence and God has declared you righteous, not because of what you've done, God, the Bible says, the desires of a righteous man shall be what? Granted. That's scripture. If a righteous man has a desire and refuse to let go of that desire, God says, yes. When righteousness of faith speaks, the heaven, the heavens, and nature will respond. That's why, as a righteous person, you can heal the sick. Amen? Because nature will respond to you. You don't have to be feel anointed. I'm feeling it too, brother. Lord. Ooh, I'm feeling the righteousness. And faith. No. Just because you have been declared righteous, Jesus said you can heal the sick. Why don't you try it? You might like it. Everyone can do it. Because God has declared you righteous. You didn't declare yourself righteous. He did. And all you had to do is put your faith on the one on the cross. That's all you got to do. And then the transfer takes place. You receive all his goodness. So the next uh, series I'm going to go into is um, a successful family life. I'm going to be sharing about that. And it has something for everybody. Whether you're married or not married, it's very, very important. But one of the key things there uh, that I will be sharing with the congregation, thank God you're here tonight so I can open up to you. But you see, just like Adam, Jesus went into a deep sleep. Right? Adam went into a deep sleep. We don't know how long it was. I think if we were around, we'd probably say Adam died, right? And God pulled the rib out. And then fashioned it and brought it. Jesus was complete, just like Adam was before Eve. He died. The rib was taken. His side was opened. God is preparing his bride. One day he's going to present the bride to him. Without spot or wrinkle. We're part of him. Always been part of him. Amen? We're all part of him. So when righteousness speaks, things happen. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You cannot be condemned. If you're feeling condemned tonight, that's not coming from God. I guarantee you. That's the devil. If something is telling you, I'm less of a Christian than this brother there, uh, you're receiving a lie. My righteousness is not better than yours. It's the same. And if a man claims he's more righteous, I'll run from him. Because he ought to have the righteousness of God. 
which is the righteousness of faith. There's so much power when you become righteous before God. The Bible tells us this. Romans 1.17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from where? Faith to faith. As it is written, the just, that's the righteous, shall live by faith. The only thing about living the Christian life is by faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. What is he talking about? When your faith increases because you have been sharing God's word, supernatural things begin to take place in your life. And how the righteousness of God is revealed to the world through your life as you go in faith. Because the more faith you get, the more aware you are of the righteousness of God in your life. And the more things can happen supernaturally in your life. That's why I said, when righteousness speaks by faith, heaven and nature will listen. You remember Jesus speaking to the sea? That's right. Adam could, before he sinned, he had that power. When he was perfect, Jesus was the other perfect one. He could speak. But we are in him. So when we speak, he's speaking. Amen? When we speak, he's speaking. And so we can do the same works. There's so much power in righteousness. Think about David. David, did he sin? David sinned, didn't he? Committed adultery. Lied about it. Killed the husband. That's a real wicked man. <laughs> Deceived the husband. Got the husband drunk. Remember that? A preacher getting his member drunk. <laughs> he was their king. He was the one that they were looking up to. In the kingdom of God. He stole the man's wife. The woman got pregnant. He wanted to hide it. He brought the guy from the front, war front. He brought him back. And he said, go be with your wife so you can hide it. The man won't do it. Because the man had so much respect for him. So he got him drunk. So he could go. The guys didn't do it. So he wrote a letter and gave it to the guy. He gave him his death sentence to carry to the war front so he could be killed. That's a wicked man. But he had faith in God. Amen. And that made him righteous before God. You know, David never lost a single battle. Not one. All instance, his entire life. Why? Because he had right standing with God. Just that. That was all. Solomon, how many wives did he have? Boy, the guy has 700 wives. Lord have mercy. <laughs> 700 wives and 300 concubines. He was a real man, not kidding. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But he believed God. 
Do you understand? And God was with him. And the power of righteousness in his life was different from that of David. David was a warrior. God changed this and made him so, so wise. People were coming from all over the world to listen to him speak and listen to his wisdom. And the thing about it, he wasn't born with it. He wasn't born with it. He received it one night because of his faith in God. One night. He transformed his whole life and his whole kingdom. One night of faith in demonstration and righteousness before God lasted all his entire life. How powerful to have right standing with God. How powerful that can be. And you know, I'm looking at righteous people right here. Righteous people before God. Righteous before God. We were created to reign. We were created in Christ to reign. If you have righteousness, you can reign in life. Let me read this scripture. Romans 5 verse 17. It says, For if by the one man's offense, that sin, by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. So because of just Adam's offense, everybody had to die. Everybody had to go through the same problems. Just because Adam sinned. Death reigned. Through this one, just one man, Adam. He says, much more, those who receive abundance of what? Grace. In other words, God says, I love you. And I'm just going to take all that you've done and put everything on my son. Because I cannot live without you in my life. Isn't that exciting? He put everything in his son. On his son. So he can have you. God says, I need you in my life. I want you in my life. That puts me in a different class of beings. If we understand that, we have no fear of devil one day. That's why Jesus said, don't take any thought for your life. You remember that? Don't be anxious about anything. God takes care of the birds of the air. And the grass of the field. He says, you... Children of God, you are more valuable to God than these things. He'll take care of you. He'll help you pay your bills. He'll help you take care of everything. But you got to believe. And that increases your righteousness. Amen? He says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and what? And of the gift of righteousness will reign where when we get to heaven no in life through the one jesus that's why he gave us his name so we can rule we can reign in life every circumstance we cannot allow circumstances to govern our lives amen Sounds kind of crazy to talk about. Well, I, I had nothing to do with the circumstances. They just came to me. Well, the wind, while Jesus was in the boat, just came to him, right? He spoke to it. You are righteous, speak to it. 
Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, remember that? Be thou removed. And he's telling you what righteous people do. They speak to things that you can't see. Amen. You can speak to your body and tell your body to get in line. Stop that silly stuff you're doing. Amen. You can speak to your finances. Because you were created by God and he gave you the gift of righteousness so that you can reign in life. You don't have, I tell myself, I can never be poor anymore. It's just, that's, a, that's the thing of the past. I spend when I have to. I don't have to consider what's there. I have to decide whether this is something that God wants me to do and go ahead and do it. I do the same thing for our church. I don't care about who, whether they have pe- few people or not. We'll tell God what, what I want. And God's doing it. This church, we've never had any kind of financial difficulties since we started. It's just not going to ever happen. I'm not going to run ahead and do it until I feel like God's telling us to do it. Let me just tell you, when we bought the line here, 10 acres, my wife first told me, go buy those 10 acres. A few of us, maybe 80, I don't remember, maybe 80 people then, I don't remember. And she told me, well, we got 10 acres there. I said, how much per acre? He says, 30, she said, $35,000 per acre. And I put the thing together, that's 350. I said, there's no way I'm thinking of doing that. She said, well, you preach faith all the time. <laughs> now it's come the time for you to exercise faith. You're chickening out again. <laughs> so my response, I didn't like that at all. I got to fight back. So I told her, there is faith, and there is presumption, and there is foolishness. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, this looks like foolishness to me because, and there's something rose from me inside. Amen? I, I think we can do that. It wasn't very long. Then we started talking about it. We bought the land, had raised about $50,000 for down payment, and today the land is paid for, totally paid for. We own our land. So God can do these things for us, amen? And that doesn't mean we're not human. When you hear it at first, you say, oh my God, what hit me now? What am I going to do? But then, just like David, you go into the secret place and then you encourage yourself in the Lord. And then come out like Samson, you know, shaking yourself, you know, again. (laughs) But we are not supposed to let these things govern our lives. I don't like to feel depressed about nothing. I don't get depressed. If I'm feeling down, guess what I do? I will come into that place and yell real loud. And pray in tongues, probably Michael has heard me do that. Especially when he walks in on me in the morning. I come in early and I'm yelling in tongues and shouting, screaming. Yeah. And after that I feel really good. And I start wondering what was bothering me before. (laughs) He says, just disappear. Amen. That's what we should do. Because you are righteous before God. Constantly righteous before God. When you sin and you do what's wrong, let me let you know what Jesus said. Because you are a child of God, he doesn't abandon you. He gets closer. That's the truth. 
Jesus made it clear to us, if, if a man has a hundred sheep, remember that? And one goes astray, what does he do? He leaves the remaining 99 that don't need anything. He goes after that one to be close to that one. He doesn't abandon you. He stays with you. But people say, well, when you say that, you encourage them to say no. The one that's lost is not feeling really good out there. It's trying to find a way back home. And that's not a fun place to be. So you always want to do what is right. Because you have the gift of righteousness. And it's at work in you. What, going out, doing stuff that's different, it's against your nature. I mean, your new nature. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. When you do things against your nature, your body revolts. And your spirit revolts. And you feel down. The joy comes back when you go get right again with the master. But God will never abandon you. He doesn't ever abandon you. But we can reign in life. I'm going to close with this scripture because I have a lot that I want to share with you. Next Wednesday night, I want to show you from God's word some of the fruits of righteousness. There's a lot of fruit for righteousness, from righteousness. But let me put this this way and then we'll close tonight. The fruit of righteousness. Righteousness has a lot of fruit. Beautiful fruit. Amen? I'm not talking about fruit of the spirit, okay? You already have the fruit of the spirit. You know why I know that? The spirit is in you, right? If the spirit is in you, you got the fruit. Just let the fruit out, okay? You already have the fruit in you. Have you ever seen a tree struggling to, you know, like uh, an apple tree says, I'm trying to get some apples out of it. Here's an apple, right? Just be the apple and the, the fruit will come out, right? Just be a Christian, the fruit is there. Amen? The fruit is always there. But there's something called the fruit of righteousness in Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. It says, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. So God supplies seed to the sower. We're not talking about giving tonight, but uh, this is the scripture here. He who, that's God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and what? And increase the fruits of what? Your righteousness. Not God's righteousness. He's giving it to you. It's now your righteousness. And that can increase. There is something called the fruit of righteousness. You know, I'm going to close with this. One of the benefits for the fruit of righteousness, I'm very confident for my children. I don't have to worry about my children dying and, and I'm believing for all the kids of our church. I don't have to worry about my kids dying in an accident. No, this, this is never going to happen. It just will not. But because of God's promise towards the righteous, Abraham's children didn't die that way. Huh? We see David and the rest of them you know, unless when they go away from the faith. But there is a better promise for the new covenant. Amen? And God does keep his covenant with us. And he has a covenant with us. So I'm going to be sharing some of the fruit of righteousness next week. 
and, and be very particular so we believe these things. Because the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you believe these things, automatically the shields of God, just like Job. You remember Job? God had a fence around him because of his righteousness. And Satan was jealous. He says, I can't get him there. You've just surrounded him. I can't even touch him, not even his skin. He couldn't make him sick. He had to have permission to make him sick. A man of the Old Testament. We're missing a lot in God. Amen? And I want to discover what I'm missing. What I don't know. Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. I want to know. Today I see giants in the faith right before me. Stand up tonight. I see giants because you have been made righteous by God. And don't tolerate things. Don't let life govern you. Rule. Rule. Begin to speak to those circumstances in your life. If it's finances, speak to them. Put your checkbook out. And begin to speak thousands of dollars so you can pay your bills. Do it. It may sound foolish, but I've told myself, if Jesus can talk to a tree, I can talk to my checkbook. <laughs> Amen. And I keep commending it, get some money back in there. Amen. You do it. And Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed, you don't doubt in your heart, it'll come to pass. We just don't know how he's going to do it. I just wait on him to do it. And I'll enjoy it. Lift your hands up tonight. And begin to thank him. Thank him especially because of the righteousness God's given to you. Declare that you are righteous before God. Because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Nobody can condemn you. I don't care what they say. Even if they find you doing something wrong, you're still not condemned. Because you can run back to your rock. You can run back to him. Refuse sickness and disease in your body. Refuse that. Tell it, no, no, no. That's not part of me. I, re I reject that in Jesus' name and begin to thank God. Bless your children. Tell them that they will prosper because God has de declared that according to his word. You can never be poor. Tell yourself that. God's not asking you to depend on your own resources. Uh, Joseph was prosperous even as a slave. He had all his master's money. The master didn't even know what he had. As a slave in a home, he was prosperous. He doesn't have nothing to do with your profession. Thank God for the riches that's coming your way. Why? The gospel has to be preached. That's what you tell God. He's coming. And God, if you bring, him, bring it to me, when you bring it to me, I'll pass it on. But God will let you keep the change, which is 90% of what you got and more. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So thank him from the bottom of your heart. That's faith. Telling God, yes, I cannot be poor. Sickness cannot live in my body. Cancer cannot get in this body. I can't die of heart attack. You keep saying those. Speak against those symptoms that are coming against your body. Declare to God that you're free. And God will make sure that his word does not return to him void. He's spoken the word. Now it's your turn to speak the same word. But that same word has the same power 
if you combine it with faith in your righteousness. Amen? We are new creatures in God. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for blessing your people. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. It's never too late. We're going somewhere. God's going to be doing great things in your life. God's going to be blessing you mightily. God's going to bring a lot of peace into your life. All the turmoil and anxiety and concern for the future. God's going to begin to help you see that where you are right now, He's preparing you for greatness. That's what He's doing. Don't look to what the circumstances you're going through because God is preparing you for greatness. And there's a reason why you're here tonight. This is not by accident. God wanted you to hear this. He chose you to hear what you're hearing tonight so that you can begin to plant your foot on the rock so that He can take you wherever He wants you to go. Nothing happens by accident. God designed for you to hear this word tonight so that you can open up for him to begin to do the work that he planned from the foundation of the world. Father, I thank you for your people tonight. Thank you for the privilege we have in Christ. We can't be condemned. We cannot be ashamed. We can't be disgraced because you have put, we've received abundance of grace from God. We can never suffer disgrace. Can I hear an amen? amen? You can never suffer disgrace. Shame will never come to your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.